0: What's going on, Talk Sports? Welcome to the Basketball Podcast. And we actually uh, talk a little bit of everything, but it's predominantly the Basketball Podcast. At least on uh, Thursdays, that's when I'm going to try to put out my weekly Basketball Pod. Um, So anyway, this week I got uh, Justin Kirk hopping on, a.k.a. Alpha Bama. He has his own segment this week where he just talks a lot of nonsense that I'm going to have to um, straighten out. So... I got my work cut out for me, but again, then again, this is pretty much light work for me, because I've heard all these tired arguments, um, but I love hearing other people's opinions, so anyway, uh, first segment is me talking some Western Conference um, playoffs, and kind of how I see it shaking out, so listen up, here it comes at you now. <laughs> All right, what's going on, Blunt Talk Sports? Let's hop into some Western Conference basketball because that's what I am most comfortable with. That's the the conference that I've grown up watching and I know really well. So, let's start with the Jazz and Thunder. Uh, the series is 1 0 OKC. Um, tonight is a big game. Uh, personally, I really think the Jazz can push this series to seven just based on the rim protection, and man, when you look at uh, the Jazz, they're like a team that doesn't really pop off the paper, even when you watch them, but um, they are a, a team that is just based off pure teamwork, uh, a lot of defense, like I said, the rim protection is uh, if not the best, and one of the best in the league. Um, And, uh, you know, guys like uh, Ricky Rubio are not, like, again, they they don't jump off the page at you. They're not, like, all-stars or someone you're like, oh, shit, here comes Ricky Rubio. But, man, you got to be careful. These guys don't play. Um, If OKC messes around, this could be a seven-game series. Now, OKC should win. OKC should easily win this series. There should be no real contest. They have three potential all-star talents on the floor at all times. Um, you got Steven Adams who, if in my personal opinion, he was put in a different situation, he could be a close, I don't think he's an all-star, but he could be close to an all-star. Um, at least he's a top five role player in the league. He knows his role. He doesn't ever really step out of it. He's never doing extra, um, that, you know, that's going to make things hard on the offense or the defense. So, um, tonight I'd like to see Utah, um, grab the, uh, the game too, cause that would be really big for the series. And that would help lend to uh, like I'm saying, the hopeful, a uh, hopeful seven game series at this point. Um, I just want really good games. Like I, I don't really care uh, how it goes down, but man, it's been really fun to watch Donovan Mitchell, uh, 20.5 points per game as a rookie shooting 43% from the field, shooting 80% for free throws. It has been really fun. And I believe he's the first guy since Mello as a rookie to lead his team in, uh, Points and um, scoring, and then take him to the playoffs. So, with all that being said, I really want to see them make a, a series of this, and you know, we just got to wait and see. But, uh, you know, guys like Derek Favors is going to have to step up on the boards. He's only averaging seven a game right now. You got to do better than that against OKC, um, especially with Russ crashing the boards as hard as he does. Um, and then Ricky uh, only averaging the five points, uh, 5.3 assists per game compared to Russell's 10.3. Um, but granted, uh, Ricky only turns the ball over about two point uh, two times a game of compared to Russ's five. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I'm interested to see how that, uh, works out tonight. Um, again, I, I, I guess I have OKC winning the series, but I, I want to see, um, Utah make some noise and kind of push the thunder, uh, down a road that they're not really comfortable with. Um, and at this point I just want to see good basketball. It's been such a freaking weird year as a Spurs fan, um, it just, it sucks, kind of the position that I'm in as a fan, (laughs) um, just, you know, it's just been constant disappointment this year, and anyway, so, uh, let's move on, let's go to the Portland New Orleans series, um, Portland is a scary team, their backcourt is not to be messed with, um, on any night, they can really, um, if they're hot, they're hard to beat, they're just, they're talented, um, and Nurkic, you don't always get a hundred percent performance from him, but the nights that he does show up, he's just so hard to uh, you know to keep a, a tabs on, especially um, from a team defense perspective. It's just he makes uh, their offense that much more effective when he's killing it in the paint, and you got to bring a double team, and then now you got guys on the outside they're having to single you know a single man guarding either C.J. McCollum or D.J. Uh, or uh, Damian Lillard. Apologies. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm interested to see how all that works out. Um, I will say I saw a stat yesterday. Drew Holiday, when he guards Damian Lillard, he's 0 for 8, 0 points. Um, he's just done a hell of a job. I hope Drew Holiday gets some uh, first or second team all-defense votes this year because he's definitely been deserving. And after what he went through last year with his daughter, I am super interested to see kind of what happens with that. Um, he's a good guy, so it's it's nice to see AD get some help. Uh, man, imagine this team if they had um, Boogie. If they had Boogie, this this team would be super scary. So anyway, uh, I am super excited to see where this goes. Um, Anthony Davis has been incredible the, the first two games of the season, or of the, the series. So I'm just really excited to see kind of how all this plays out. Um, I don't think, uh, in no way do I think the... Uh, Pelicans are going to sweep them, or, you know, that, that's just not happening. So I'm interested to see how Portland bounces back. These are huge games coming up for them. Um, if Portland can't, you know, squeeze a win out, obviously they're going home. But, man, if you're a Portland fan, you really need them to win next these next two home games. And you're going to need your post uh, to do something to stop Anthony Davis. Now, I, I freaking don't know how that's happening because that guy is borderline unstoppable. Um, I said this a couple weeks ago on a podcast. Anthony Davis... Now has more 40 point, 10 rebound games, 10 plus rebound games than Tim Duncan ever did. That is freaking mind blowing. Like, if you know the game and you remember Tim Duncan, now granted, Tim Duncan was never the scorer Anthony Davis has to be. Um, the Spurs always built around him and such that um, he was never having to drop 40 a night to be competitive. So that was more of a stylistic change, um, a systematic kind of a team presence uh, that he's playing. And he really can't, you know, that that's just the way Pop uh, matured and grew the Spurs to where, you know, had we, he needed to score 40 points a game in his prime, Tim Duncan could have, but, uh, that just was never, we never asked him to do that. So anyway, uh, tonight, um, they're actually not playing. They play tomorrow, I believe. Um, so anyway, uh, look for Portland to try and, uh, get a, a series win. Cause man, it's, it's been rough so far for them. Uh, next up, uh, Timberwolves Rockets, um, First game of this series I I thought it was just gonna be a shit show. I thought Houston was just gonna crap on him, but man, um what's his face? Carl Anthony Towns has played really well and uh kind of slept on Jimmy Butler has been really, really good uh coming back, you know, averaging around twenty two points a game and forty seven percent shooting um and eighty five percent from the field. That's all you can ask. Um and then but then staring across the way, James Harden, the eventual MVP this year. Um, at le- he should have had t- at least two MVPs now, um, uh, or, you know, with this year too. Uh, my man Speedy made an argument to the other day. He could have three, which is very true. If you go back and look at his numbers, he's doing things we haven't seen shooting guards do. So anyway, yeah, James Harden averaging 30 a game at 44% shooting on 85% from the, uh, free throw line, which is, you know, exactly what you want. Um, Carl Anthony Towns has really stepped up on the boards. He's averaging 12 a game. He's right around 20 points a game as well. Um so anyway, I'm just excited to see kind of what happens tonight. Um I wouldn't be shocked if Houston um because uh, let, let's let's be honest about this. Houston is a really really good team. I'm not debating whether or not they're a good team, but they are like mentally weak. They are one of the most mentally weak teams in the NBA. And I think part, part of that reason is anytime you're leaning on a guy like James Harden, who all the offensive talent in the world this year has shown a proclivity to actually want to play defense. But um, it just like we saw him last year, remember against the Spurs, no Kawhi going into a game six where they should have blown the our doors off and just beat the shit out of us. And Spurs took it, no problem. The Spurs took it like it was nothing. So anyway, I, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, James Harden was a no show that game, and if you go back to Game Five against the Spurs last year, where Manu blocks them, like how do you let that happen? How is that the shot you get to end the game? So um, it wouldn't shock me if this game, if this series went six. But I have Houston winning. Um, I just think they're too talented. They play the Mike D'Antoni system. We're going to play by the numbers. We're going to play the statistics. and uh, We're going to force you to either try to shoot as many threes as us, um, which unless you're um, the Golden State Warriors, that's not a good idea. Uh, everybody wants to jump on this Golden State Warriors bandwagon. Like, oh, we can, we just need to shoot threes. Well, the only teams that do that well in the league, uh, that lead the league in doing it, have you know Chris Paul, who's a pretty good three-point shooter. James Harden who's incredible. Ryan Anderson, Aaron Gordon, guys uh, Trevor Reza, guys that are, you know, spaced around the floor and basically their their motto is like we're just going to outshoot you. You're going to shoot 10 threes, we're going to shoot 25. And we have enough good shooters that, you know, even 30% of those drop. I I saw one game this season they shot like 38 or something ridiculous. Like it's just crazy. And then you pair that with the fact that um James Harden puts up 10 a game by himself, and he also shoots 10 free throws a game. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. So anyway, um, that series, uh, I hope, only goes five. But um, just as a basketball fan, let's see it go seven. You know, let, let's get a little drama. I want to see... CP3, and, um, and hell, and before I forget, another guy who goes unsung uh, as far as praise is Clint Capella. We have to start giving this guy more praise. One of the best role players in the league uh, just does his his duty, which is to rebound, box out, block shots, and alley-oops. He's like the better version of DeAndre Jordan right now, more athletic, uh, as crazy as that sounds. Not quite as big, but um, and I think he has a better tenuous grasp of like the... Um, the semantics of the game that maybe DeAndre wasn't great at. Because DeAndre, literally, now he's just a big guy down low who is terrible at free throws. That's kind of what he's turned into, which is kind of sad. But uh, So anyway, let's go to uh, my Spurs and Warriors, damn it. Um, <sighs> fuck, man. Um, if you know me, you know I love my Spurs. If you know me and you post some kind of negative Spurs reaction, you got a five-minute window of me reacting to it on Facebook. If you don't believe me, try it. I, I guarantee you I will respond <laughs> um so anyway uh I don't know what to say man uh it's been a really good season i'm I am so fucking proud of Lamarcus Aldridge especially coming off last year's debacle in the playoffs the guy has rededicated his game um he's he's a pro um I am in another thing, he's a spur for life for me now. Like he's just proven himself to me. And like Pop said, it's hard to imagine being more proud of a guy who, you know, like I said, had the problems he did last year, fit into the system, took the off season, sat down with Pop, worked out their differences, and now, I mean, last game he was thirty two and twelve three block or two blocks um so in no way am I going to bring up Lamarcus Aldridge's name in any of these talks. It has not been his fault. Kawhi Leonard, what the fuck dude like, I, I don't know what's going on potentially, but I wish that he would just come out and talk. Because all this could be resolved. It, it, I don't even care if he's not playing. If he's just like, you know what? I don't want to be like Grant Hill. I don't want to be like Bill Walton. I don't want to be like Kevin McHale or Phil Jackson. Look at these guys. Like, literally, Kevin McHale can barely walk. Because he in the finals, he decided to play through a horrific angel, ankle injury and now, or a foot injury. And now, like I said, he's like a pirate. He's a peg leg. He looks like a damn pirate walking up. He's only hobbling. Uh, I get these guys have a career and a life outside of basketball. And I'm totally okay with Kawhi being like, you know what, guys? I just don't feel uh, like it's smart for me to come back. Look at our, you know what? For anybody who wants to talk shit about the Spurs and the way we've handled this, look at Isaiah Thomas Jr. Where is he? He he cost himself like a hundred million dollars. Some people are saying, because he rushed back from the injury so he could play with LeBron and be the Cavs spotlight. And where's he now? He we went to the Lakers and was, you know, thrown into absolute obscurity because he was so hurt. And rushing back from injury is not a good idea, especially in the, the NBA where it's up and down. The travel, eighty two games, the playoff grind. It's just man, people don't realize these guys are on planes all the time. It's hard to rehab like that. So anyway. I am 100% in favor of Kawhi sitting out if he truly believes that, um, you know, playing is going to hurt him. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense for him to, to come back and rush it. So I'm okay if that's what's going on. My personal opinion is, Kawhi's doctors have not signed off, which is a fact, uh, on what's going on. The Spurs doctors have. There's obviously a uh, decipher or a uh, differing a point of view uh, as far as when it comes to that. So. I'm okay with Kawhi being like, I don't want to rush out and hurt myself, man. Like, do y'all not understand? Like, I have a life outside of basketball. And number two, if you're a Spurs fan, like, come on, get him back. All right, we rush Kawhi back. He's back right now. He averages 18 points a game, seven rebounds, and three assists, which is about 60% of what he was last year. That's not winning us anything and you can also bet that if he's if he's hobbled on the offensive end, he's hobbled on the defensive end. So why create a mental issue for this guy to have to come battle back, rehab all the way through the summer again as opposed to all right, let's take our licks. We're going to get beat by the Warriors. I hope we can somehow pull two of these games out um at home and at least just make it a series for a bit, give uh you know Bryn Forbes, um the Kyle Andersons of the world, the Davis Bertons um the Brandon Paul, the guys that are sitting on the bench that don't are, are wet behind the ears and have not experienced a you what know, a playoff atmosphere because there no matter what you say, there's no matter who you are, you have to get used to that atmosphere. And if you're not at first, um it can just be a, not a good look. So anyway, that's how I see kind of the, the first round going up um down. Uh hopefully my Spurs can get, like I said, two wins. Good lord. Um, It's been a rough start so far, but uh, I am excited to see uh, what Pop does. I'm a basketball nerd, so I love seeing the adjustments he makes. Uh, Like Game 1, we weren't as aggressive with the pick and roll. Game 2, they did it so much. And they also did a really good job in the post, um, get LaMarcus free. uh, As opposed to Game 1, we were not so successful at that, and Pop made some adjustments. So anyway, I'm always excited to see what that looks like um, as far as the in-game adjustment Pop's going to make to kind of get us going and um figure out you know how we're going to get at least one or two wins out of the series cuz in no way at this point do I think uh we're going to win uh the series it's just they have too much firepower you're going LaMarcus Aldridge with some role players um and Manu Ginobili basically against three all-stars and really good role players and great coaching so anyway that's my uh look on the west um fuck the warriors uh i'm so annoyed with this new LeBron James um, you know, kind of mindset of basketball. Anthony, if you hear this, you you give your opinion. I'm sure you're not going to like this, but the, the LeBron James millennial version of, oh, I got to win now. I got to go where it's popular. Can we not go back to the days when you just hung around with your squad and your uh, GM figured it out and you, you grinded and eventually you got the W. So anyway, that's just my old, my old man talking in me, but anyway, uh, Anthony Speedy Walker is up next with his uh, take on the Eastern Conference and kind of what he sees happening. So stay tuned. It's up next. All right. So that was my kind of look at the Western Conference, how I see things shaking out. Um, Hope you enjoyed that little segment. Uh, Now I'm going to throw it to the high tide segment of the show. This is Mr. Justin Kirk, a.k.a. Alpha Bama's spot on the show. Just kind of some of his looks. Um, this week is a very bronze sexual um, heavy week. You know, this man just went off. Um, I'll just let you hear this non- nonsense. Uh, sorry, uh, I mean uh, his take on LeBron James and um, his silliness on him winning the title this year. Um, so anyway, this is the, the high tide segment. Uh, give it a listen. Tell me what you think.
1: So up? It's your boy, Alpha Bama. Good morning, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my first take to just to piss uh, uh, Bubba. My boy Bubba Sparks off. Listen, LeBron James and the Cavs are going to win the NBA title. Here's why. Two words. LeBron James. Everybody knows LeBron James doesn't have that support in Cavs like he had in Miami. That's the comparison they're getting. Oh, he went and uh, joined the super team. Well, what about now? What about those times before he went to the finals when he went to the finals and he didn't have anybody? He didn't have household names. LeBron James is the favorite to come out the East. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what nobody got to say. Listen, if the Rockets get past the Warriors, the Cavs will get past the Rockets. The only team that could beat LeBron and them. It's Golden State and Golden State are not balling, but they don't have chef. You know what I mean? And it might be a little tough. What you think? I like how people, when, when the Cavs made their moves and got their trades done, people were like, oh, they're the favorites to win. Come out of the East. You know, they lose a couple games in a row, as you're supposed to do in an entire season of any sport. Cause nobody goes undefeated. I don't give a damn who you are. Uh, then they drop down. Oh, yeah, they, they're they fourth seed. But come on now. That's the best fourth seed that you've ever seen since the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Who was the fourth seed that won the national championship last year? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you got LeBron James, you're an automatic contender. It's like having Brady or Manning or somebody on your team. If you got these certain people, you're automatic contenders. Prove me wrong. Now, I know, I know, I know Zach, you hate LeBron. You know what I mean? You, you know, I give credit to where credit's due. I just don't like the way he operates, you know? And I agree with you. Sometimes there was a time last night where LeBron just stood at the top of the key instead of going helping the man who's being triple-teamed. My instinct would have been to run over there, so I agree with you, Bubba. I, I, I do, I, I do. Uh, but I, I really believe that you hate LeBron for the same reason that I, we hated Kobe growing up. He was just that good, and it's okay to admit that. The same way I hate Brady because he's that damn good. Why people hated Manning because he was that damn good. Ali, that damn good. Jordan, that damn good. LeBron is just that damn good. You can't argue. Eight finals in a row, whether he won or lost or not, he'd won three of them, two of them back to back, man. Tell me I'm wrong. Now, now, one thing, one thing that my boy Zach does do, he likes to s- state facts. When he gets his gets back against the wall, he'll start rambling facts off, the numbers. Listen, the numbers don't lie for you, boy, Bubba. The numbers do not lie. On-court antics, him flopping and crying and stuff. Yeah, I give you that. Play ball. You know what I mean? Like, I give you that. You're supposed to be the best player in the world. Quit crying. You know what I mean? People are going to take shots at you. You're the king. People are coming for your crown. It is what it is. Play ball. If you don't like it, stop telling people you're the best. I understand you. But numbers don't lie. Stats don't lie. The history has already happened. And cemented itself in a legacy. And that doesn't lie. LeBron James. is There's a reason why he's up there in comparison to guys like Michael Jeffrey and Kobe Bean. There's a reason. Come on now. And I'm going to go ahead and end this tape with this. There are at least five or six better teams in the playoffs right now that are better than the Cavs. The Rockets, the defending champs, Golden State, um, the Sixers, dare I say. But one thing none of them teams don't have and one thing all of them teams want it's a 6'8", 6'9, 250, 265 pound uh, big guard or or, or or tiny forward, whatever you want to call him, Name: LeBron. Ramon James been hooping the same way at 33 that he was when he was 17 and came into the league. Come on now, come on now. Cavs win the Cavs win the title. Seven games. Go.
0: All right, so that was the the high tide. Uh, let me give you some of my thoughts on just kind of what <clears throat> Mr. Kirk had to say. So, none of this, you know, I'll give him credit. He he was thinking about this before um, the Cavs won game two against the 5th uh, seated Pacers, um, who are not good, who are, you know, let, let me rephrase that. They're not a bad team per se, but they're not someone that you guys should have lost a home game to. I can tell you that. And with all this being said, I keep hearing this. He's 33, still playing, like, or still aging like fine one. First of all, the game has changed. The offense, the, the spacing, everything on the floor allows LeBron to be the guy he is right now. So let's just take that into perspective. Uh, I'm not saying he's not good or doesn't deserve accolades because he does. But let's just keep things in perspective. Um, you know, Nikola Jokic this year had a triple double within the first quarter. Like the game has changed. I just like we all, we keep talking like LeBron is still playing in the 90s when the in the early 2000s when the, the paint was filled with legit big good defenders with rim protection. That's not the case anymore. You blow by your defender, which LeBron should have no problem blowing by anybody on that damn team. It's pretty much clear sailing. You could see it last night. He was super efficient, 46 points, had a hell of a game. But with all that being said, they were home. You scored 46 points, and you barely won. So all this, LeBron going to win the championship, I don't see that happening. And if you think they're going to beat the Rockets, fuck no. The Rockets, they again, I'm not a huge Rockets fan. I don't like the whole gimmick of just chucking up threes every damn game, but... They've played the numbers well. Um, James Harden is the most talented offensive player in the league. He can score on anyone. Um, You want to see some uh, embarrassing plays this summer? If uh, let's say your um, crazy scenario happens where the Cavs make the finals, the Houston's gonna torch the Cavs. And I'm still not convinced the Cavs are getting out of the first round. They just won one home game. They've already lost home court. The Pacers just needed one, and they almost got it last night. You know, despite the 46 point performance. Um, they only won by three. So, like, if I'm a Cavs fan, I'm happy that you won. I'm happy that LeBron played with some intensity last night. You and not seen the first um, game. Um, but is this something he can c- continue? Because, man, um, the other thing that's not talked about is the coaching for the Cavs is terrible. They've played LeBron as the second most minutes at times, the first most minutes in the league. And now we're, you know, come May, uh, April, May, that's when you need you know, your legs. So I'm interested to see how he ages down this, this stretch. Um, no one still has an answer for Victor Oladipo. So um, honestly, the way I see the Cavs, they just miss Kyrie Irving. The, this team is not the same without Kyrie. LeBron had the, the um, luxury when he had Kyrie to be like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to go sit. And Kyrie can kind of take uh, control of the fourth, close out games. Uh, keep in mind, LeBron sexuals. Uh, LeBron would have one Finals win if it wasn't for Ray Allen, uh, <clears throat> and it wasn't for the uh, the refs basically changing the series in uh, 2015. And you know they came back from a three-one lead, so you can't change history. But like, if we want to just talk about facts, which you know I love uh the refs reverted back to 90s style basketball where you were allowed to like hip check and just rough up Steph Curry and these guys coming off screens which I'm okay with. I wish they I wish they would go back to that style of basketball and um ref, you know, the way they officiated the game, but that's just not the case. That hasn't happened in years. And if they allowed other teams to play that way the entire season the the Golden State Warriors wouldn't have been 73 and 9. So anyway, that that it is what it is there. But LeBron has his rings, you know, good for him, but I just love how we just talk about his rings. Like he was Michael Jordan uh, or not even Michael Jordan. He was Dirk leading a team kind of, you know, on his own. Like y'all keep forgetting all these super teams he's picked and picked up. And uh, I remember you, you were saying that he, he's not on a super team now. Well, yeah, it's, it's because all the fucking terrible moves LeBron signed off on. Remember when he got Tristan Thompson, that $88 million contract trash, same as Shumpert, they paid him, trash. They paid J.R. Smith way too fucking much money, trash. Uh, he wanted uh, Timothy Mazgov a few years ago, trash. There's just so many um, examples. And then the uh, the Larry Nance media train, the, that was hilarious to me. The first month Larry Nance played on this team, Larry Nance Jr., he was the talk of the town. No longer, oh, he's gonna be amazing that he's just so good with LeBron down low. Go look at his box scores, the, the ending the last three weeks of the, the season. And another thing you mentioned is, oh, we lost a few games. Bullshit, they lost a few games. The Cavs were terrible down the stretch. Uh, I forget their record in February and March, but it was not good. Um, I want to even say they were close to 500 or maybe even a losing record kind of closing out the season now granted you got new players and new chemistry so that's part of the issue but that's on lebron he's your gm he's the guy that signs off on all these damn moves and he will be the reason that um when he leaves again this summer after being either bounced in the first second or third round um no matter what they're not winning a title unless houston goes down with injuries and then let's say draymond or clay gets hurt um that would just be too much for these guys to overcome so with all that being said uh, i like your bronze sexual takes but keep it in perspective. Uh, I just don't see, uh, I, I don't know how, um, even with Chris, like, who's guarding Chris Paul? Like, if, if the Rockets make it that far, who's guarding him? Please tell me. No one? Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, and then, again, no one's guarding James Harden. Uh, it, it just, it's too much pressure on LeBron this year. I, this is the season I finally think it... Uh, he kind of comes back down to earth and he has some real um, decisions to make this off-season on where he wants to go. Because uh, personally, I do not see the Cavs being a good fit in the next couple of years. They already have the second highest uh, payroll in the league. And look at their team. I don't know how you fix that. And some of these contracts are untradeable. So anyway, I look forward to uh, hearing your takes um, later down the se- the uh, the playoff road. Um, as a Spurs fan, uh, with us, probably most likely going to get swept. Uh, I will look forward to becoming a fan of whoever is playing LeBron in the Cavs and going from there because that is my uh, go-to once my Spurs are out. It's just fun that way. And I don't care what anybody says. That's what makes the NBA fun, man. If you hated the Spurs back in the day, which plenty of you did, they're boring, a.k.a. we're winning. When did winning become boring? But uh, anyway, that's, that's what's fun about the NBA is once your team's out, it's fun to either root for a team or root against, you know, the uh, NBA's full of polarizing stars, like if it came down to like the Sixers and, um, OKC, which would never happen, but, uh, I would be rooting for the Sixers because I can't stand OKC in the way Westwood plays. So anyway, it's not just against LeBron. It, it's fun just to root against a team that you don't necessarily love to root for. So anyway, uh, those are my thoughts on Alpha Bama's takes this week. Um, And the Kaepernick take, uh, I liked as well. Yeah, I don't see how this guy's not getting at least a a shot. I personally don't think he's a starting quarterback, but the fact that he's not even been contacted and Trevor Simeon is playing somewhere is just fucking ridiculous. So anyway, uh, and also, it feels kind of weird as a white guy being like, he shouldn't play. Uh, I feel like if I said that, I'd be saying that with my Make America Great hat on, Um, you know, rocking a Trump vote. But anyway, (laughs) this is not a political podcast, but... Anyway, uh, thanks for checking out the, uh, the uh, High Tide with Alabama. I enjoyed that little segment, and I hope you enjoyed my antidotes to that segment.